Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Good afternoon, loyal listeners of Her Ice. I am one half of this, uh, maybe less than dynamic today. I'm feeling a little, no, no, a you're, little sleepy right no, now. No, you look great. Thank you. My hair is all over the place. I'm wearing mm-hmm. it. I love a, it. I wish my hair would do that. It just lays or curls. That's all it does. <laughs> Speaking of laying and curling, in honor of the end of the regular season, of the girls' high school hockey regular season. Oh, by the way, my name is Peter Rodney. I'm here with Todd Hawk Hi. at the YHH Studios. Why? I have a little bit of Major League Baseball trivia. Todd. Mm-hmm. Lay it on me. Can you name the pitcher who committed a postseason balk on his birthday? There's only one to ever do it. Was this your 1987 segue? Yep. Uh, John Schmaltz. No, not quite. Les Straker of the Minnesota Twins in Game 3. Oh, Les. Les, what were you doing? I know. Les, what are you doing? We know what we're doing. We're here to celebrate the end of the regular season, foray into the postseason. Now everything matters. Toss the records out the window. Start clamoring for upsets. Todd, are you as excited as I am? I am. There we go. That's the Peter. Match my intensity. Match my intensity. Hey, let's just quick do a promo and our sponsor so we get that off our chest and our paper. Uh, <laughs> like uh, Peter said, this is episode number 12 of Her Ice, which is a podcast we chat about girls hockey. And now we're not only going to talk about girls hockey, we're talking about section playoff. Playoff? Yes! Hockey, which is even better than the regular season. So that's yes. why Peter is amped. He's drinking Red Bull. He's ripped off a can, and he's just chewing on metal right now. Uh, but <laughs> from our office here at Studio 1A up in YHH office in Bloomington, Minnesota, we are sponsored today by MAP. That's MAP Hockey. Uh, real quick, if you're looking for that off-ice advantage, you're looking for some off-season training, because guess what? I hate to say it. Once the girls' tournament starts, youth Hockey is just about done for the season, so you might be starting to look at what am I going to do in the spring? What am I going to get my edge? What team am I going to be on? they got great squads there as well, so they've probably had the tryouts, but you never know. Maybe they have an invite. Maybe you can squeak on there. You know somebody over there at, uh, at uh, the map. So, But if you're looking for that uh, information, go to map.hockey for more information. Peter, now that you're Yo. amped up and, ah! and you have ranked teams, <laughs> let's recap. Uh, your rankings from last week. Let's take a look. Last week I was responsible for virtually every ranking on the website, which was a horrific endeavor, and I have mad respect to Mr. Tony Scott, who does that every week. Promo. But thankfully I moved Blake in front of Forest Lake as number one in Class 2A uh, mere hours before mere. the Bears handed Forest Lake a 6-1 loss. So they flip. They'll uh, seeing as we're done with rankings for the year, that'll that'll have to stay the same way. Even though Forest Lake takes a loss, Egan drops to number nine after losing to unranked Lakeville North, coming Ooh, on the heels yes. of a nice win over Farmington. Yep. And Edina finishes the regular season ranked number three in the state, behind Blake and Forest Lake. The Hornets conclude the regular season at twenty-one and four in Class A. South St. Paul. I'm punishing South St. Paul this week for a loss to unranked and sub-500 St. Paul United. Uh, The Packers drop from 5 to 9, and United proved to be 
uh, possibly the top dog in 4A yet again. They've gone to state three straight times. A win over a section rival like South St. Paul throws that section into a weird little carousel. And Fergus Falls proves it's for real with a 3-2 win over Thief River Falls. Those two teams swap places in the rankings. Fergus? Fergus? For a state trip. Looking for that for sure. Well, uh, the rankings, uh, they've moved around a little bit, and then it's nice to know that there's some squads that are still going to be in that spot. I guess the key right now is going to be now as we jump into some games that we talked about last week that actually were some barn burners. Uh, well, most of them were barn burners. Three of the four were barn burners. <laughs> one just was simply just a burner is what it was. So let's talk about one barn burner that happened. Uh, first of all, uh, last week we had Edina that uh, won in overtime against EP in a 4-3 victory. Uh, the big winner in that one was CC uh, Bowlby, who in my mind has just constantly always been Right place, right time, and it turned out, if I memory serves, I think that's her third game winner of the season, and she got two or three now. That would be a good thing but to Google. But she is Peter. definitely the captain. She just puts things on her back. She's there to either uh, get the key goal, the key assist, and so she's always been there. Vivian Jungles had two goals in that one. So, um, But anyway, the Hornets uh, take over the late conference, and they kind of show their mad Hornet spirit and beating the <laughs> Eagles in that one. Uh, another one that was kind of a barn burner uh, was the Maple Grove over Breck in a 3-2 victory for the Crimson. Uh, there was not a lot of superstars in that game. There's great players in that team with Olivia Mobley with Breck, and you got Bannon McManning for Maple Grove. But really the key player that whole game was really Maple Grove's goalie, uh, Lucy Morgan, a senior, which will come up later on. Uh, she had 27 saves in that one, so she was able to hold the Breck at tied and keep uh, Maple Grove up top in, in the victory in that one. Congratulations to Lucy Morgan. A big, big, big one there. Uh, one game that was a uh, was a burner, not a barn burner, was the Blake. Even though on the oh, our cheat God. sheet I wrote the wrong number, but that was a wa- <laughs> that was I think that was three one or three nothing after was, the first. It was I think it was two. Was it two nothing after the first? It was two or three nothing after the first. I went to this game because I thought number one versus number two. Oh, it'll be great. Big matchup. Six to one. Heavyweight. Oh, never mind. Lily Lily Delandis, three goals and two assists. The Bears run rough shot all over the Rangers. But the crazy thing about that Blake team, and literally, is that unfortunately we only hear about four players on that entire team. <laughs> See, they're Maddie, Izzy, Lily, or Addie. And they're every week. They're always those four are part of the mix. They're always getting a couple goals, a couple assists, and they're taking over that squad. So definitely the powerhouse and the backbone of that Blake squad. And I think the game of the week, which Tony Scott was uh, lucky enough to get to, thank you again to Warold and the Marvin family, uh, was a was a tilt. It was a one-one battle up at the Ram Garden. Uh, so even though in the <laughs> on the broadcast, I thought it was kind of funny how we talked about the very end of the game where. Worlds all ruined the perfect season. <laughs> it's like you know what? I don't know if they ruined. I know, but you know what? If you've got that, you know, you only got one tie in your entire no losses. You still did pretty dang good. I think on the on the ruin scale, it's akin to spilling a glass of wine on the tablecloth. It like being kind of a, a rude host and maybe spoiling a little bit of the season. As opposed to you know totally ruining the holiday, I would say it's you spilled. Don't it was like you spilled white milk on your white tablecloth. It's like it's a mess, but you didn't ruin the tablecloth because still know it's there. But that's a, do you want to call it a perfect season because you didn't lose or tie a game or you went undefeated? Which one sounds better to you? Um, I would say undefeated because you can't call it perfect. You know, it'd be perfect if they go to St. Paul and. 
take over the X. I hope they both go to St. Paul, and then I hope they West Side story it at the hotel. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? I hope they, they do the whole snapping and the dancing. And yes. Yes, the Lady Warriors and the Rams. And yeah, the Warriors and the Rams. So thumbs up. We're looking at our producer. He's giving us a thumbs up. I think we're still good to go. So, hey, we're going to move on to some of our, uh, our players of the week last week. I think the beauty from the past weeks when I've talked about our players of the week, we've kind of talked about cumulations or, uh, of t- players and what their stats were for the week. This week was actually kind of a fun week. I was able to just bang out three players <laughs> who had great games and want to make sure that you know about them. One of them you've never heard about. Two of them, we've talked about a handful of times. So which one do you want to go with, Peter? The unheard of or the, yep, yep, I've seen that before. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about her. The seen that before. Seen it before. All right, we're going to bang right away. So that would be Miss Manon McManon. Uh, She had a great game against Spring Lake Park last week. As the Crimson won 7-2, why was it phenomenal for her? It was phenomenal for her because she had the – Three and three. She had three goals and three assists in that win. Manning Manning has been just kind of a force with uh, the Crimson. Uh, she is a UMD commit, uh, and and the great thing about that one was it was actually her third Hattie of the season. In addition to that, it was her third assist trick, which is my term I like to throw out there, which means you get three instead of a hat trick, you get the assist trick. And so she had uh, that was her third three plus assist game of the season. So. She definitely had a great game, and you think you score seven goals and you're part of six of them, that's a heck of a game. So kudos to uh, Manon for her great game. Uh, We're going to go to the one that we've heard about before, but I didn't know that she had another good game, (laughs) was Wasika's Jade uh, Peterson. Uh, we've talked about her before because she's had a couple big games where she scored, I believe, if my memory shows, like a four-goal game or a six-goal game. But Jade had a great game against Fairmont last week uh, in an 8-1 victory. Same thing as Manon, where she had, of the eight goals, she was part of seven of them. So she had the Texas hat trick, four goals, and the assist trick with three assists. So of the seven, of the eight goals, she was part of seven of them. And another side note with that, uh, Miss Peterson, uh, that was actually her fourth hat trick of the season. Two of them have been three eagle hat tricks, and two have been Texas. So she is a one, one star on that team. <laughs> the lone, the lone I know. star. It's probably the lone star. That's probably actually go lone star. She's re- listed as a defender. Well, she's defending the net uh, by putting in the net. But um, I think uh, obviously. I wonder if she actually plays defense. That's a good question. She might be on the front <laughs> side. So, um, but on the downside with her is unfortunately they're going to be the, they're the sixth seed in in their section. So it's going to be a tough road for them to get through. But you never know. That's why we play the games. That's why it's the most exciting time of the season. Uh, and the last player we're going to talk about, which is a player that you guys have never heard about, unless you're the five oh seven. And it's funny because we would talk about five oh seven the beginning of the season uh, with us, um, and we talked about five oh seven. We talked about Northfield and Faribault, but we. We talked about Rochester a few times with Lourdes and Century, but this one is Allie Halverson from John Marshall. Now, she's a senior this year, and she's a Gustavus, am I saying it right? Adopolis? Gustavus Adolphus. Adolphus. Commit. Gustavus so kudos to her for committing to a great hockey uh, Division Three program there. But the reason I want to bring her up is because she is doing big things in a small market. They won their first game on Monday. Believe it or not, they, there was a first section game. They, they beat Mayo by the score of 8-1. to one. In the game, she had four goals. You're like, well, there's other people who got four goals. Well, the beauty about Allie, even though she's with a squad that doesn't quite have the wins and losses and they're in that, that, that uh, Big Nine conference, she has 34 goals before Monday. So she was ranked sixth in the state in goals. So here's a little 
Allie Halverson from Big Rochester. And John Marshall is not quite the John Marshall that it was when I was growing up in the 80s where it was Doug Zmolik and the Rockets were flying. But anyway, Miss Halverson, congratulations to you for a great season so far. And uh, kudos to you and good luck as you come upon the sections and you're going to be taking on number one Farmington. Farmington. She's got a chance to crack 40 goals this season. I know. Wouldn't that be great for her? That's bravo. awesome. Bravo. Heck yeah to you. And also bravo to the Minnesota Hockey Hub listing Division Three commits. Oh, heck yeah. I love it. I love it. If you are, there's another couple of gals I know who are committed to D3 schools. Props. Get it up on the board. Let everybody know where you're going to school next year. You should be proud of your commitment. Who? Ain't nothing wrong with D3. No. No, not so ever. And if you're not going to play hockey next year and you're committing, say, Brown University or Brown Institute, <laughs> you're going to be a, a radio DJ, please the, put up uh, there as well. Globe College School of Business. That yeah. was the one I always saw in those infomercials after school when I was watching. Oh, yes. Corey Povich. It'd be Globe College of Business. Or National American University. I told my mom I wanted to go to Globe College. What'd she say? Get out of my house? She said, let's talk about it later. Let's talk. Let's <laughs> talk, Peter. I don't. Th I think you've been on too much Red Bull lately. Buddy. I have six or seven of them. All right. Hey, let's switch uh, gears a little bit. Uh, we, we've been talking about scores, uh, but now we're going to talk about the most important position in the game of hockey, and that Ooh. is your goaltender. Uh, let's Play Hockey put out their 10 senior goalies of the year, uh, semifinalists. And so we want to kind of break down those 10 gals and tell you which five we think are going to slide up to the next round. So basically what they're doing is they've got the 10 gals that they have nominated for the award, which will be uh, uh, the banquet, and that will be announced the day after the state tournament. So that will be the Sunday afterwards. Uh, so these 10 gals have been nominated, and so they're going to be cut down to five uh, finalists. Tomorrow. <laughs> yes, the seventh. So it's a good time we we did this on purpose. So, all right. So let's first start with. Uh, I'm gonna rattle off the 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 players. I'd rather do that than just amaze you with the stats. And then me and Peter are gonna talk about who we think will be the five. They're gonna move on to the next round. So uh, first of all, we have Mara McLean from Bloomington Jefferson. Bravo. Uh, uh, again, they're all seniors. And then uh, in that mix, we also have uh, Quinn Kuntz from Warroad, the undefeated, not perfect, but undefeated <laughs> still. Uh, Abby uh, Edstrom from Hibbing Chisholm. Uh, Calla Frank from White Bear Lake. Megan Jung, hope I'm saying that right, from Elk River. Uh, Madison Latoe from Roseville, Eastside. Uh, Lucy Morgan from the Crimson up there in the northwest corner, Maple Grove. Uh, and unfortunately, this one, she's out of the runnings for the playoffs, but Michaela Paul, you are <laughs> definitely one of the uh, top 10 goalies in the senior division uh, for the state of Minnesota, as well as Bailey Shuck from uh, Champlain Park Coon Rapids. And then last but not least, Taylor Swizzle Smith from Mound West Tonka. So that is your 10 finalists or semi-finalists for your Let's Play Hockey Senior Goalie of the Year. Peter, yeah, give me your five yeah. that you think are moving on to round two. I actually two. just made a change. I just scratched one out and circled another one. While I was talking? Yeah. If I wow. if I got to drop if I gotta drop five of them, I'm going to go with Quinn Koontz from Warroad. Okay. That's a good call. Okay. Solid numbers, undefeated, just been playing really well for now. Are these two in years. any kind of ranking, or there's no, 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 just no. these are just random. as I as I look at the names and, and circle them. Wonderful. Next, I've got Califrank. White Bear Lake has had a down year this year. That's fairly obvious. But Califrank, one of the top goalies in the state, obviously she's committed to a Division One program. She's uh, I believe she spent a little bit of time with the national team in some form or fashion. So I think that helps. Uh, the next, Mankato State. The Mankato State. The next one I've got is Megan Jung. Uh, I like her numbers. She's also been, she's been in a um, a starting role since her sophomore year. She pl she actually played 
11 games as a freshman for the Elks. So she has the mm. longevity edge. I like Megan Jung. Lucy Morgan from Maple Grove. There might not be a better goaltender in the state of Minnesota mm, I, than Lucy Morgan. I'm with you there. And my final finalist. Oh, my gosh. Dun, da, da, dun, da, dun, da, da, dun, dun, Taylor dun. Smith. Oh. <laughs> you can't discount what she's done this year for that Mound West Tonka team. They are certainly not undefeated without Miss Taylor Smith. Her numbers are simply fantastic. I like Taylor Smith as my uh, as my uh, fifth. As your witness, you and I did not talk about those five people whatsoever. And look at the five that I chose. Oh, look at that. We have same uh, fine, <laughs> except the only difference would be since I'm uh, I'm not a homer, but of course I'm hoping to have B Town Love, and so obviously I'm cheering for Mara McLean to uh, to make to the next round since I'm a B Town guy, and my daughter skated with her, so I'm hoping that uh, McLean will get some votes to move up to that next set of five. But if she doesn't get picked, obviously I'm the same boat as Mr. Peter was with, with Koontz, Frank, Morgan, Smith, and Jung. I think all five are the probably the top five uh, senior goalies in the state, not only just with their points, but their statistics and then the squads are with have obviously made them look really, really good. There's some people probably could argue about Miss Koontz, because she's on undefeated team, there's no reason you can be undefeated without a goalie. Because if they play five on six, that'd be really tough. But at the same time, they're like, oh, how could she have a shutout? I give her credit. She only had like nine saves. Point to some of the squads that uh, War has played. They have played a tough schedule. Remember, they're an A team, but they have played some double A teams. So she's used to seeing both levels. But you know what? When your team is up 3-4 and you have that amazing couple first lines that war has got, you're not going to see a lot of shots. Yeah, I, w- I would say that the the pick I really struggled with was between Jung and Michaela Paul. Mm, uh, yes. If you look at her game log, uh, it, I don't think it's a stretch to make an assumption that Michaela might be injured. Uh, she hasn't played in the past one, two, three, four, five, six games, and you know she's not not a great team at Rochester Mayo. Kind of a, a down year for the Spartans, but Paul's committed to Minnesota. Uh, she's played with the boys for the past four years. She, I think that's a point in her favor. Her save percentage was 940 with a goals against of 2-5. That tells me that she's making all the saves that she needs to make. That one was tough to leave off the list, but I don't know if she has enough enough games, enough game tape. True. Committed to Minnesota as well. A couple guys I, I want to mention too. There's a couple that they probably got left off, and the reason they got left off is just because – there's so many good ones up there, um, but obviously with uh, with Ellie Stripmeyer, a strip mater, I should say, with right. Edina, and then uh, Kiana Flag with uh, Rosal, two gals that definitely should have been in the mix. I think they could have been, obviously with great squads, which means your numbers look good. But same time, you know, it's if you're on those good squads like Edina and with Rosal, if you're winning like six five games, it gets a little scary and it hairy gets there. Tougher. But here's a, a player that does have the numbers, and I think should have. Made the top ten. Burnsville's Riley Pester. Oh heavens, yes. Sixteen and seven. A one two eight goals against. Nine thirty five save. Seven shutouts. She's got her blaze. Who I don't know if anyone was thinking about Burnsville Mm-mm. during the preseason. The section has been dominated by Egan uh, in recent years, but Burnsville, the number two seed in that section, and if if Pester's on her game, they could surprise some people and make a trip to the state tournament. Easily. Easily. I agree with you 100% on that one. I really do. Uh, obviously, I have a little love for the Burnsville since I've got friends out in Burnsville and been watching the squad, and they're always saying, and that slides into our next round, which we like to kind of... Section die. Section playoffs. But 
uh, but I, talking to Burnsville folks, you're like, well, how do you think this season's going to go? Like, well, things are going to go, and then sections we have to worry about. Egan. Egan. That's their biggest worry there, um, as we do. So, hey, speaking of sections, let's chat a little bit about sections. Me and Peter kind of broke down uh, the sections, and uh, we're not going to break down all of them because if we break them down, we might be here for a long time. But we want to let you know who we think is going to be the section winner of each section. Uh, so we'll start with uh, go double A. Which one are we going to start with, bro? Let's start with single A. Single. I like uh, single A. I like single. Perfect. Not like a single malt. That's completely separate. <laughs> But okay, single A, shoot them off. You want to, you you can go first. I'll take the double A first next time. Rochester Lourdes. Okay. All right. I'm with you there. Section two A, Mountain West Tonka. Should we just like compare, or should you just want to rip them off, or just chat as well? We we'll walk? go back and forth. I'll throw mine out, and then you throw yours out. Ooh, I like that. that. Let's Rochester do Rochester Lourdes. Mind you, these are already pre-written. Nothing is in my hand. We have not colluded on any. <laughs> There's of There's no pen in my hand. <laughs> I've okay. got Rochester Lourdes in one A. I did. I was actually torn a little bit between. Them and Faribault, I could see Faribault maybe coming up with Olivia Williamson, uh, but unfortunately, it's kind of a, they have a one star on that team, and Lourdes has got uh, Billings and Shins, so I think Lourdes has got a little more, little more team power than uh, a little bit of balance. Too. Yep. So I mean, that's going to be those two in the final for sure. But two A Mountain West Tonka T Swizzle will take them <laughs> all the way. They've got a couple of scorers over there too. Lauren Burris, not to be. Overlooked section three A. I'm taking Mankato West. Oh, West! Wow, not what I thought you were going with. What's nope? That's right. That's where we said that was the one which is a kicker because we see that uh, Mankato East is the one seed in that one. I went with the Marshall. Oh, because we talked about Marshall last week, I believe. We apparently have no faith in Mankato East. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's not that we don't have faith. So all those down in the Mankato, it's not that we don't have faith. I mean, you have a Madison Davis, who is a great scorer for you. But I think right now when you look at the sections-wise, I think Marshall is just going to come through. they got Fairmont to begin with, and then after that they're probably going to be going against West, which obviously Peter thinks is going to beat the Tigers. Uh, but I think Marshall, just because the squad they've got, I think they're going to they're gonna take it all. I, I will say that Mankato West played Mankato East incredibly close during the regular season. I think a couple of one-goal losses. They've got a great Point getter and Lindsay Hayes. She's got sixty points, followed by uh, Sunshine Langworth. Is that, is that what it says? I can't read my own writing. Sunshine Langworthy, who's got thirty-eight points, uh, a couple of nice scores. That could be a great game too. Gustavus Adolphus, a late night. Everybody's there. Oh, it's all that have too. To make a special trip to. Three. And also looking at my previous notes, I have about Marshall. Remember, Marshall's got the two-headed monster. They've got two goalies, which they share time. They both have got an equal, almost the same amount of wins between two of them. So either one can be in there and it's going to be going to help them through the sections. And so I think two goalies are going to be helpful. Plus, they have Mock, who's got uh, 34 goals in the season. So definitely it's going to be right there. Not quite 50 points, but she is on the cusp and she'll probably get number 50 in that game. So let's move on to the next section, which would be section 4A St. Paul United. Stop it. <laughs> you did not. Maybe it's recency biased. Three years in a row, you're going with this. Is this if they go to state, this will be their fourth year. It will be. They did beat South St. Paul five to three. South St. Paul still gets the number one overall. Okay, I'm taking the Packers, not because uh, sometimes I kind of growing up, I was not a big private school guy, but I just really think that we've seen the Packers up and down this year, and I think right now they're on the up, and I think that's part of the reason why I think they're be they're going to be. Uh, back in the mix of it, and they're going to take this one. Last night, they, they beat North St. Paul, Tartan 5-2. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of super numbers on that one. A lot of people just got goals and assists here, so it wasn't like their main, uh, like Reynolds, for example. But uh, I think the Packers, are uh, they're playing 
at the right time, they're peaking at the right time. I think a couple wins in the section, and I think that's going to get them a state. So Some I think they're going to take really over the United. Really good goaltending for South St. Paul. I think United has been there, and I like the uh, like I just said recency bias. This is kind of this is a weird section. Is there really only five teams? Five teams. Section? That's that's the thing that kicked me this, over. I was this like, section is the bracket equivalent of just a massive bummer. It is. That's but look so at this. Sad. But South St. Paul, their main goalie is uh, Delaney, uh, Delaney Norman with 14 wins, but her goals against is 1.74. Save percentage is 914. So defense, defense, defense. Speaking of defense, I'm going to take the defensive safe option and go with Breck in 5A. I think that's pretty pretty <laughs> safe there. I don't see anybody in that squad that's going to give them a, a punch. I know Minneapolis has been playing better this year, but I think they have slowed down, obviously, with Chicago Lakes. I was questioning. I thought maybe I like that little three seed popping in there with uh, with Jenna Lowry, but I think the Lakes, the, the um, Chicago Lakes is not going to have enough power to go against Breck, which can throw out those two lines and just dominate you just in a minute. Roll over everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, section 6A, I very hesitantly pick Fergus Falls. You were you were going between them and Alex, weren't you? And I thought they maybe you're going to go in the regular season. And Alexandria has dominated that section. They know how to win at this level. They know what it takes to get to state. But I do like Fergus's depth. I think I I went with Fergus on that one because I I just think right now uh, the way they're playing right now and obviously with uh, with Sophia Roush being their main go-to gal I think that's going to be the key and riding her as far as they can I think that's going to help them out uh, getting a lot she's got a lot of multi-point a lot of multi-goal games this year so she'll need obviously the big ones to get to the state but I think she can do it all right seven A going out on a major limb and taking Proctor Hermantown oh. <laughs> Here was mine. I was actually back and forth of whether I was going to go Marshall or Cloquet because I just thought I know I know Proctor's there and I know Proctor beat uh, Cloquet late in the season five one, but I thought you know Cloquet has been playing well. Taylor Nelson's been playing really strong for them lately for the Lumberjills, and I talked about we talked about Duluth Marshall a couple weeks ago. I just have a feeling that I think right now the Lumberjills are just going to put together at the right time. They got Evelyn to start with, and then they play Marshall in the semis. And then I think they're gonna they're gonna take down Proctor and they're gonna revenge that last season late season loss. So I take the Lumberjells as an upset. See, I like Proctor because of their schedule. They've played a handful of Double A teams. They're tested. They're they're ready to go. I think they should have no trouble getting through seven A, eight A. Do we even need to go through? 8A? Tony Scott's favorite team. Uh, uh, yeah, I got World circled on my paper. Uh, I just wrote down W A R R. Move on, <laughs> arrow. <laughs> And <laughs> just move a bunch of arrows. Yep. Warroad should roll through the section. Um, if they get upset in the section playoffs, I would consider that one of the best upsets of the season. Of the year? Of the season, at least, boys or girls. We will roll right into double A because we are taking our sweet time. We're, I'm going to take Farmington. And, oh, no, you were going to go first. Go first. Well, looking on your outfit you have on today, I'll take the farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Farmington. Uh, I think right now, I think Farmington is just the best team. The Lakeville North gives give them a little... A uh, little hiccup maybe in the section final, but I think Tigers have got that one. That's going to be a good game. It should be a good game. If they if they both go to the finals, that will be that might be one where we have to make a road trip. Oh, yeah. Uh, two double-A struggled with this one a little bit. Thought about Tonka. Thought maybe Chaska Chan could even sneak in, but I'm going to take Eden Prairie. Well, the problem is Chaska Chan's going to get upset by Jefferson this coming <laughs> Friday. So they're going to be out of the mix. You know what? Everybody wants to go Tonka, Tonka, Tonka. 
I just haven't been super impressed with Tonka. I know they start really, really slow this year. I know they got a handful of D1s on that team. They've but hung so tough they, with everybody. They've been hanging, but they just haven't been to get over that next hump. We looked at their schedule. They've lost a lot of close games, especially the late conference prepares you for this time of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously going against EP and, you know, Edina, but – I just don't think they have enough to get over the hump. Maybe next year they will. With these, these girls are going to be a little. Another year is going to help them out. But right now, I think Tonka is just either too young or just they can't find that extra ump to get them their Ws. And so, I take, I take EP. That's a fair point. We alluded to this one a little bit earlier. Three AA. We thought Burnsville with the goaltending of Riley Pester and the scoring ability of Jenna Hardung, they might make some noise. But I've still got Egan as my champion. I took my I took my blaze. Oh. I took the blaze because I just I feel like Burnsville, and I, and I think one thing about some of the Burnsville fans that I know and, and friends, they know the Egan. They got to get through Egan to win the section. They know that, so I don't think they're looking past everybody. Their schedule's been okay. The South Suburban's always a it's a it's a it's a black it's a and blue of it. It is a mixed bag. There is some some teams that are out of their league, and there's teams that are in the league, but then they're all very similar. But I just think Burnsville is starting to peak at the right time, like Saint, South Saint Paul. I think Jenna Hung, um, Hartung is coming around, waiting for Lindsay Howard to wake up. I think she's had a struggling year, but I think she started to play well. I have seen the last couple of games. She's got some points. So I think Burns was going the right the right direction, and they have a, a good goaltender, so that's going to be the key, the difference between the two teams. I think Egan is finally healthy. I talked to their coach after their game oh, with yes. Farmington, and he said sick. that at one point we had six players six. who were sick. Yep. We couldn't have practice. So I'm going to take Egan. I think they're healthy. I think they're on a roll. Uh, four double. Well, on a roll is relative term considering they lost their last game of the regular season. Anyway, 4AA, anyway. which usually features two teams, Hill Murray and White Bear Lake. This year, White Bear Lake is just – the depth is just not there. They've got forwards playing defense. They've got defenders rotating every other shift with no end in sight. So the typically, typically strong number two seed, White Bear Lake, I don't think poses as much of a threat this year. So I've got Hill Murray. Uh Basically the same thing he just said. The only difference, I'll throw some extra names out there, is the fact that Hill Murray's got the three-headed monster with Steigoff, Kaufman, and Blinkhorn, and I think those gals are starting to peak at the right time. I've seen them last month or so. I think that Hill Murray's just starting to pick up some steam. They're not going downhill. They're going uphill <laughs> all the way to X, so I think they're going to take that section. 5AA, a little bit of the same situation as 4AA. When the secondary teams are strong, it makes for a great competitive section. This year, Centennial lost a lot to graduation last year. Uh, Blaine has lost a lot to graduation the past two years, so mm-hmm. those two teams have kind of rotated with Maple Grove as the section's preeminent power. This year, the Crimson stand alone. I've got Maple Grove heading to the X. I do. I think Maple Grove is, is one of my... I would say one of my favorite teams, but definitely a team that I've kind of watched, and they've just slowly just got better and better as the year has gone. Obviously, with Manna McManning, who I spoke before with her 3-3 three and three earlier last week, leads a team with points, leads a team with assists, leads a team with gold. She is a monster, but they've got they got Tristana Tatour, who is on that squad as well, and then Lucy Morgan, a senior, uh, up for the uh, goalie of the year. So I think there's nobody in that section that can stop Maple Grove right now. All right, we're going to skip 6AA because I still haven't made my pick. Oh, my I'm gosh. S- I'm Seriously? Still so let's move on to 7AA. Oh, 7AA is kind of tough, too. Let's skip 7AA. Let's head right into 8AA. Oh, oh that's tough, too. Tough Wait, 6, 7, 8? Uh, let's start with 8, and then we'll go down to 6. But that's the beauty. I think I think that's the beauty oh, of right oh now this year. Gosh. We've watched all these games. We've watched these teams. We've talked about them. There's, it's coming down to crunch time where now it's like, okay, now you've got the best against the best. Not Gosh. just, hey, they're going to play well. they got a little fun and game up in Forest Lake or they got a fun and game in Andover. It's like, no, this is for one and done. Lose and go home. Yeah, so number eight. I love the fact that Brainer has been playing well. They've been actually playing well the last couple weeks. 
But right now, based on the world game and the last couple of weeks, I really like Rosa. You I'm like take, Rosa? I'm also going to take Rosa. I, I just I think right now they're they're peaking at the right time. And I mean I know that's a, a, a cliche to say, but I think the Rams it's are true, just though. they're on the way. I mean, holding up the world that was I mean that's your arch rival, so that's kudos to them. But um, and coming through that section, uh, you know, Rosa's gonna they're gonna go against Bemidji, and then after that they're probably gonna play against Northright County, which is gonna be a phenomenal game because Northright County starting to get back to the peak. They were peaking and then they slumped, kind of like South St. Paul, and now they're starting to peak at the right time. They won uh, they won yesterday last night three one over Buffalo with Sidney Lemkin at two goals. So, but I just I see Rosa just kind of. They're going to go through. Plus, See, if we were picking every single game, I would say that St. Cloud has a shot to upset Northright County. Do you? Yeah, a little. I like a six versus a three. I'm that guy that takes the 12 seed over the five seed. Oh, sure. In every March Madness bracket, right. That's the one. Fun. The one knock I've got on Brainerd is that two of their losses have come against teams that uh, two Class A teams, including Buffalo, who is never ranked at all this season. And we did hear a little nugget from a source that said. Uh, Brainerd Little Falls has a key member of their team that is injured right now. They have too many key members of their team already on the roster that if you lose one, somebody else should step in. And, should. Uh, That's a very big word. Should should be able to step in and uh, pick up the slack. Let's drop. Going in reverse order, we're going to 7AA. Uh, <laughs> I love watching the chipmunk. I, I love the gears just running. I hate this. I'm I love stand, it. I'm standing up and I'm, oh, I'm walking in place right now. You I'm going to take Andover in 7AA. I've been on Forest Lake all season. I, I believed know. in them when no one else did. But wow, I didn't, I didn't like a ton of what I saw against the Blake game. They kind of stopped moving once they got down by three goals. You can't do that anymore. This is one and done. So I'm going to take. I'm going to take Andover. Uh, I am going to take Andover as well, and the reason I'm taking them is not that I have not enjoyed watching Forest Lake as well as they've played this year, but just the beast that they are on the west. Not the beast of the east, but the beast of the west. <laughs> well, actually, they're more north, aren't they? Anyway, um, close to Canada. But I just think Andover, I think they've got so many weapons, especially with, with Hemp and Kaiser. I just think right now... Uh, I think they're just on a mission, especially since last year they lost in the quarterfinals. I think they've got one mission, and that is get to state and go all the way. Win state. That's all they want. They will not satisfy anything. So I think there's that key desire, and they have such an, uh, a ferocious team with two solid lines. I think they're just going to come through, and they're going to give Forrest like a handful in that section final. Six double A. Six. I'm going to take Blake. I have to take Blake as well. Uh, as much as I love CC Bowlby, and I think she's going to just help them do everything. Uh, she's always been the right person, right time, but I just think the way Blake is clicking right now, and Edina is coming through that late conference where they've had a lot of one-goal wins, which has prepped him for this time of season, but I think Blake has just got so many weapons, which matches every one of Edina's, and I think they're just going to counterpunch every single one. I think it's just Blake's time. Edina went last year, and they finished off their – their uh, their run with a state championship, but I just think it's Blake's time. I think these players are have matured enough mm -hmm. throughout the system. A lot of these kids have been on the team since they're eighth graders or ninth graders. One uh, one possible hiccup could be the goaltending. Ava Christie has played reasonably well this season, but uh, I think Edina might have the edge in goaltending if I had to. Oh, I, I would say Dennis got the better goaltend, which usually would go with defense. But the, I, I look at Stripmeyer and I go, okay, here's the deal. You have to, once you slow down Lily, 
Then you got to slow. Then you slow down Izzy, and then you slow down Addy, and you got to slow down Maddie. <laughs> so that's four main cogs. Which every single week, they, every single game, they can easily get two, three points. Right. Those four girls alone. Edina, CC has a good game, and Keel has a good game, but all four of the Blake girls can just every game. All three of them or four of them can just put multi-points on there. So from a points perspective, Strip Mowers got her hands full. So that will be the section final of the entire tournament. February 15th, 7 p.m. at Parade Ice Garden. I will be there at least two hours early. It'll be Dave Levesque and I uh, wandering around the arena eating hot dogs and trying to secure a spot to, to take pictures. Uh, I, I will be there as well, too. That will be a fun night. We got through. That was fun. All 16 picks. That was now fun. It's, now it's going to be on the internet forever. I love it. Alright. Hey, I know we're probably short on time, but we went a little long on that one, but um, I started my clock a little late, so my timer's <laughs> way off. But anyway, we got three questions for uh, Peter, which is our favorite segment, even though that was our favorite segment right there. It took us 12 episodes. 12, 15 minutes. That's alright, though. Perfect. Hey, three questions. Uh, first question. Uh, in, in high school hockey, Right now, if there's coincidental penalties, they go in the box, and you have five on five. What are your thoughts about changing that like pros do, where it's four on four with the coincidentals? I like it. I like going four on four. You each got a penalty. You each pay a price. You each lose a player for two straight minutes. I like the four on four. Who doesn't love four on four It hockey? opens up the ice a little oh, bit more. So much. And hold on. That would also eliminate the massive confusion for people in the penalty box we're like, okay, your penalty's up, but we can't let you out. And then yes. multiple people come into the box, and then you're playing musical bench in the penalty box. So and I then like on, four on. And four. then on top of that, almost ninety-five percent of the time, if you get coincidental penalties, they always become three, four, five-minute penalties. So if that's a key cog of your team, two minutes you're out. Yep. Also, that becomes a three-four. Which obviously there's discipline on the other side of it, but. I've always seen that. I'm like, gosh, I'll be kind of fun if it was like a four on four right now. Yeah. And then throw that another four on four I threw in there, which I was going to add to it. Let's just say we play four on four overtime. I know it's a lot of four on four if you're going eight minutes like high school, but. I got to go five on five just because it's eight minutes long. Probably. Probably a good point there. But it's food for thought. All right, question number two High school jerseys. What is a high school jersey in Minnesota you're not a fan of? Boys or girls? I didn't say hate. I just said, well, this is girls' ice. This is her ice. Oh, my gosh. A uh, high school oh. hockey jersey that you're not a fan of. That's so tough, man. No, that's why I mean, I, I might have to go with Egan just because I don't oh. like blue and green. I don't think I blue love and blue and green. That looks so green. awesome. You don't like the claw on top I, of the E. That's I don't like the claw on top of the E. I know you that don't. Was, that was the one thing. It was like a gray jersey with a green claw and blue trim. I, I was not a huge fan. If I throw my little two cents in there, I hate to say it, all our Forest Lake fans, but I'm not a fan of the <laughs> camouflage jersey. I know it's cute, and I know we want to be patriotic, and we want to homage your veterans, which I will do that every single day, but I'm not a camouflage guy. And when I see that stuff going on in the jersey, it's just so much that my eyes hurt. There's a lot going on. All that stuff going on. But anyway, <laughs> that's just me. That's my high school jersey, which I'm not a fan of. I didn't say hate. I just said not a fan of it. Found face on the, on the board. All right, third question. Are you a pretzel guy or are you a potato chip guy? Depends on the chip and the pretzel. If it's flaming Hot Cheetos, I'm a chip guy. If it's Dots Pretzels, I'm a Dots Pretzel guy. But is Cheeto a chip? I consider – don't do that. I just thought of that. Don't like, do a that Cheeto's not a chip. It's like having it's the, a, is a hot dog a sandwich conversation. No, 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 no. It's not a Hot sandwich. dog is not a sandwich. I will, we'll talk about that over and over, even though Tony Scott disagrees with us. But Damn. A, a pretzel – I guess – Dots pretzels, I'm with you. That's number one. I got to go dots pretzels overall then. Okay. 
Very good. <laughs> I do. I do like. I do like a good Dorito, especially the Cool Ranch. Just a straight up. Yeah, Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch. Not regular nacho cheese. There's nacho, a story about chips, but I don't want to go there because we don't have enough time to speak about that. All right. Well, folks, uh, we have taken much more of the time that we wanted to, but man, oh man, that's why we do this because it's super fun, and we'd like to thank all of you for listening to episode number twelve. I'd like to thank Peter for his his knowledge, his bibs. I'm here all week, and hey. You think this is fun? Wait till next week. We're breaking down <laughs> semifinals <laughs> and hockey. senior goalies that made it to the next round. But I want to thank you so much uh, for listening to Her Ice because it's not his ice. So, hey, take care of yourselves. Take care of your, uh, your, and each other when you're cold and on the, uh, the snow outside. And we'll talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool